0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, we're going to talk about being intentional today. Um, what does that mean, Mike? Well, we're going to be talking about how to be intentional. Intentional versus goal setting, but more intentional with your marketing. Everybody's talking about attracting, attracting, and not chasing. I've been talking about this for the last four damn years here on this show, but how do you like do that? Um, how do you attract versus promote? Because I think the biggest problem that everybody's having is, well, how do I not sell my stuff? Like, how do I communicate with an audience and not sell my own shit so hard? Like, how do I not sell so hard? Like, cause we're all salespeople, aren't we? I thought we're supposed to sell our shit, but guess what? Selling your own stuff doesn't really feel that good. And I could tell you that there's nothing more, no one can sell your stuff better than someone else other than you. Um, But it is awkward because we're all entrepreneurs and you are the brand and it feels weird marketing your individuality in our businesses. So we're gonna talk about attracting in, We get an email from a gentleman by the underside of the pond. His name is Mr. Andrew Wallace, and this guy's an expert at this stuff, and he's going to share with us his expertise today. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, Andrew to the show. Andrew, why don't you say hello and tell our listeners a little bit about whom you are and your background, and I got to get into this intentional thing with you.
1: Hi, Mike, and thank you very much for having on your show. I really appreciate it. So my background is really, I started out in business. Um, I was reasonably successful in financial terms in in, in a pretty short while. I built a couple of businesses and then I got interested in my own personal development. I got interested in in my mind, in my fulfillment uh, and I got involved in a number of uh, courses. I, I got degrees in psychology, et cetera. And then I brought that back into the business community And I tried applying what i would learned to business. So what I do now is pretty much I I teach, I mentor, and I write about business practices and how to improve them.
0: Awesome. And you, uh, did you sort of find all this stuff like just through your, you sort of went back like, how the hell did I build that business? Well, it was because I was being intentional and all that. So walk me through this because I think the biggest problem with uh, a lot of real estate agents will get licensed. Everyone has goals of selling more properties, but um, doesn't always happen. So let's start with the exactly. basis of this. What the hell is the difference between intentional versus goal setting? And walk us through this and why this is so important. Um, okay, well, let's, we let's to... take
1: this quite slowly, because one of the things I've been saying for probably 15, 20 years to, to many, many different groups, is that the most underrated power in the universe is intention. And secondly, I've been saying nothing exists in reality without intention. Now, if you just reflect on this for a moment, so Apple, Amazon, Shell, none of these companies exist without intention. The clothes you're wearing right now, Mike, don't exist without intention, the house you live in. So I've been saying this for a long time, if this is true and nobody has ever doubted it, then we ought to spend a little bit of time reflecting on intention and how you harness the uh, energy of intention. Because intention, to me, I call it the DNA of all reality. Whatever you create, whatever level of sales you create, whatever kind of business you create, ultimately owes its existence on intention. So the first thing is just to realize the importance of intention and how it um, creates the business life or the personal life around us. The second thing is most of us in our business life or our home life are familiar with goal settings. We set a goal, sometimes we achieve it, sometimes we don't. Goal setting has some limited success. And there's a lot of stuff out there that that shows us how to improve our goal setting. And that's fine. But goal setting is a mind dominated practice. And not only is it focused on the mind, but it's very much focused on the left brain. The left brain is logical, analytical. It's very linear. It thinks in linear terms. Intention is much more than that. It's both left brain and right brain. It involves our heart and it involves our gut instinct. So intention is really getting down into the body of who we are.
0: Got it. So, give me a hypothetical. Like I want to, let's do it. Let's do a, I want to sell 30 houses this year. Okay. That's a goal. Yep,
1: it is. So what I would say is you start by looking at what's going to getting in the way of that. So you create a Um, like a sort of uh, aura or or a field of saying, I want to sell 30 houses. And you then check in with your body, you check in with your heart, you check in with your gut, you check in with all the things that are maybe stopping you realizing that gain. And I actually say to people as a starter, write on a bit of paper, you know, selling 30 houses and then step on and off it and see what's happening in your body, see what's actually coming up. And then you begin to align with that intention. And you really begin to put yourself, you embed it into your DNA. And this is a very important process. And you take it seriously. You begin to focus within yourself on this intention rather than getting out into the world and trying to tell everyone else about it.
0: So action steps beyond it, like?
1: Yeah. So beyond that, you would start to align with that intention. So if you take a really simple example, you could have an intention say that I'm uh, you know, 100 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. and I could say I'm going to lose weight And, and we've all been there at different times. And then you go out on a Wednesday night and you look at the uh, cakes in the cake shop and you start eating the cakes. You're not aligned with the intention. And it's the same with everything. Once you've established your intention, you need to create alignment. You need to set about doing and saying what is in alignment with that intention. And it's amazing how many of us create an intention and then we then undermine it or we sabotage it or we do something that's uh, counter to the intention
0: yeah how do we how do you um because i do that i could relate to like we just had a baby and i gained a couple pounds during the that time of having a baby it's like every dude does but um i want to get back but you're right um i did cheat and ate like shit yesterday i had a bunch of pizzas right and i had pizza like I think twice yesterday like like well, no that's not gonna work mike right but How do you establish your intention? How do you overcome that? What is like, how do people do that? Because I I agree with that. Um,
1: Yeah. How do I make that like habit, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So the first thing is not to beat ourselves up. It's fine. You know, you had a good day eating, it's fine. It's to not beat ourselves up. The second is to just bring awareness in and say, this is not aligned with what I'm trying to achieve. It's out of alignment with what I want to do. And these are simple things, but people don't do them. So you've got to recognize, first of all, it's no big deal. Be gentle with yourself, allow yourself to have a day off. Secondly, bring awareness back to the attention and say, okay, that's fine. Now I'm gonna realign myself with that attention. And and habit, a big part of this is habit. It's a daily practice of becoming aligned with the intention. It's a, I often use the analogy that each one of us You know, when we're a lot younger, we learn to walk. And and the way that process happened is there was a moment when we stood upright for the first time and the world was a different place and we felt euphoric and then we fell down Mm -hmm. and then we got up. Then we took the first step and we were triumphant and then we bumped into something. We might have hurt ourselves. None of us ever got to the stage where we said, blow this walking. You know, we're not going to bother. We just carried on. And everything like this is, life is like this. We just realign and we keep
0: going. So walk our uh, listeners through, because this is a question that I get all the time. We create video content for people around the country. We'll script, we'll edit, and we'll distribute your guys' content, all right? But there's so many people that I'll meet with and then they're going to say, well, everyone wants to get on video, right? Everyone wants to build their brand. It's a new thing. Everyone's like, oh, I got to get on video, get on video. But then- what keeps somebody consistent on doing video because you want to get on video because you want to build a larger brand, right? You want to attract business, but it's easy. I also know that a lot of our clients, uh, if we don't kick them in the ass, um, they fall off that wagon cause they get so too busy. So how do you, and you're right. And I tell them the same thing. I say, listen, when I first started brushing my teeth the first time, I felt like it was disgusting. But every morning I wake up today, I still brush my teeth because it's become habit. And you have to look at that for your content creation, you guys. Like, you can't just, like, start, like, you're not going to become a d- the digital mayor of your town and build a mega brand without first creating the content to do so. So what is your advice for people that are like, oh, I'm going to get on video this year. And, hey, guys, it's a, it's April now, January 1st resolution already hit, and there's still a lot of people not on video so what do you advise to those, those, those so people just that are trying to get that?
1: I must, I must share with you, Mike, it's a great analogy because I, you know, I'm 65 now. And over the last two or three years, I now brush my teeth for two minutes every morning and every evening. <laughs> and it's taken a while. You know, I used to brush my teeth real quick, 15, 20 seconds. That was it. My dentist now tells me give them two minutes. And that's what I do. And it took a while learning to do that. So What you're asking here, I'm I'm just going to introduce something that, you know, sales and marketing is driven by what I would call promotion. It's promotion, promotion. Our whole culture is trying to promote something. We're trying to promote ourselves. We're trying to promote our business. We're trying to promote sales. And and there's a point at which the people we're talking to know that we're out of alignment with our own authenticity. They know we're trying to get them to buy something. And there's a point where people switch off and it just is unhelpful to do that. So I talk a lot about developing attraction rather than promotion. Now, uh, a few years ago, I, I get sent all these little video clips you know, from people on TED Talks and a, a range of things. And one day I suddenly realized that there were some great speakers and, and they were very slick, very professional. They delivered it brilliantly. And I turned it off. I was turning it off quicker and quicker. And then there were other talks where people were sort of hesitant. They were vulnerable. They, they weren't as erudite. They weren't as clear. And I felt drawn into those talks. So what what I realized the difference, it came down to authenticity and to alignment with what people are saying. So attraction is based on trusting and believing what people are saying. So if you're gonna create a video, rather than sort of trying to convince someone of what they need to do, be authentic, be really authentic. And that's what attracts people in. Equally, you know, I've coached a lot of people to go to meetings, to go to something and say, I don't know. I don't know. We're we're trained not to, you know, we have to know. And again, we come out with answers rather than being truthful. So the simple thing, if you're recording a video, if if you've got a message to say, be really connected with yourself. Be connected with your heart, be connected with your gut and be authentic. Even if you think what you're saying is not what people want to hear.
0: So I love that. Um, Folks, it's not what you say. It's how you say it that people are watching. We say this all the time here and um, I'll use, I'll, I'll throw myself out there. So I'm not scared to get on video. I mean, this is what we do, right? I'll get on video, but people always ask Mike, why are you not shy to get on video? It's all because I have a passion in what I'm doing and therefore, my authenticity comes out. But if you were to say, Hey Mike, go, go and shoot videos about me cooking. I'm scared, right? Like you're, I'm not going to have that authenticity. You put me with a damn chef's apron on and a hat, put me in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden I look like a deer in headlights. Like I've never shot a video before. Cause I don't know what the fuck to say. Yeah. And it's because I'm not comfortable in my own message. One of the things that we always focus on with people is that, that, that you're exactly right. You hit on the head. If you don't, um, If you don't dial in and specifically talking about video, if you don't dial in that video marketing strategy that is resemblant upon your personal brand, not what you do or what you're selling that makes money about what you do on the weekends when no one's looking. And if you can't get that authentic state of mind, your video career will never take off because quite frankly, you're always going to look awkward um, on camera because you're forcing yourself to do something that you don't really believe in. Um, The the two examples
1: you gave there, Mike, uh, 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 are great in terms of what we're talking about. So, you know, you're passionate about one thing and your passion comes across and passion is a great, great, uh, it's like an aphrodisiac, you know, people pick up on your passion and they're drawn in by it. But if you were to do a cooking program, instead of pretending that you know all about cooking or pretending you're an expert, if you were to do a video and say, look, guys, you know, I, I'm not a very good cook. I don't know what I'm doing, but oh, yeah, I'm showing up. You know, I'm showing up. We're going to work this through together. We're going to learn about it. You would draw people in. So it, it, it's not that you can't do it. It's just don't do it with the bullshit. Just do it with authenticity.
0: Yeah, well put. Why do people care so much then about what they look like on video, for example? I know. Like, why? But, but, well, why, why is it? Because people will be like, oh my God, I have a face made for yeah. radio or blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. why, why is that?
1: Well, I think it's because the society, the community we exist in puts such a high emphasis on this. If you look around us, you know, look at the multi, multi-billion dollar fashion industry. It's all about, you know, what people look like. Look at the cosmetic industry. Look at, there's so much conditioning, you know, the whole of social media, Instagram, this, that, that. It's all based on what we look like. And so it takes a certain courage To say, actually, I'm not the most attractive man on the planet. Actually, I'm a little bit overweight, whatever. But I'm just going to be myself. And and all of us in different ways. What I'm saying is that the smart way, if you want to sell something, if you want to market something, is by being yourself, you'll actually be more successful than pretending to be something else.
0: Yep. You know, one of the questions um, we get a lot is like, oh, I want to sell million dollar properties. Oh, I want to sell $2 million problems. I'm like, well, do you hang out with any $2 million people? Do you hang out with anyone ever lives in those houses? Like, you don't create your brand, guys. I say it every week. I think I show God does. And um, you could just embrace it and just be your natural self. And there's a reason why those like the most unprofessional videos, like the cat video. Why does the cat video or like the two babies walking down the street hugging? Because it's so damn authentic. That's why those videos yeah. go viral, Yeah, you guys. And honestly, the one video that you do and like your women, I'm speaking directly to you. Um, in like your, what are those things called when, uh, when they, uh, Andrew, when they wake up in the morning, they have the rollers and they're putting stuff in here, the women wear like those, you guys know what I'm talking about. Rollers. Like the the video of you and the rollers just getting out of bed is going to crush it. The one like fancy pantsuit is not. Yeah. Why is that? Right. Right. I could do two videos. I I was doing, if I want to do a video, just say like on this real estate market is messy. And I was a chick with my, pajamas on and in my roles, no makeup on that video is going to do a lot better than me being like all professionally dressed and delivering the exact same content. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I I do. But it's not just about that. It's a combination of, you know, just being ourselves, but you know, I like dressing up. I like going out. I look like looking smart, but it doesn't really matter. That's not where the emphasis is coming from. It's from the inner authenticity. And, you know. I don't know this and people might dismiss it very quickly, but if you wanna sell $10 million houses, if you approach it and you say to people, look, I've never sold a $10 million house before. I'm not an expert, I don't know, but this is how I see it. I think you would get a very good reception. If you turn up and you say, no one's as good as I am at selling $10 million houses, I'm the best. People unconsciously are actually moving in the opposite direction.
0: Very interesting. Let's take another example. Let's get out of the individual and let's take a business, for example. So let's take a, uh, let's practice the same thing because, uh, let's get them out of your own skin. I think this will be beneficial for our listeners. So let's take a mortgage company, for example, right? Pretty boring, right? I saw mortgages. Great. I don't care. Um, how does, uh, how does a mortgage company as a whole, say you own the mortgage company or a real estate brokerage, for example, or even a real estate investor, a company, right? How do they become more authentic in their marketing?
1: Okay, it's a great question. So it's the same thing, Mike, that I've worked with a lot of companies, small, medium, and big companies. And one of the things that still shocks me is I go into a company and I start talking about intention. And these companies, they have a mission statement, they have goals, they have targets, they have all of these things. When you get six, seven, eight or or, of the leadership team in a room, and you start talking about intention, they all start disagreeing with each other. So they do not have a clear articulated intention. Like an individual, a business needs to start from what is our true intention. And you've got people in the organization that are undermining each other. So sometimes you have uh, the chairman undermines the CEO or vice versa. You've got different areas of the business. You've got marketing. You've got Sales are trying to compete with each other. So you've got to start by saying we're all in this together and we all want the same thing. What is our intention? What do we want to create here? Do we want to be the biggest? Do we want to be the best? Do we want to double the size? What are we trying to do? And then the second part is how do we align with that? It's it's about authenticity and alignment. And the way you do that is you have a culture where you're prepared to challenge each other and say, hang on, is that in alignment with the intention we've created? And it's the same as, as living in a family or a, any group of people. you've gotta be able to have, it's like a measurement. An intention is like a measurement or a compass that we align ourselves to. It's more important than any individual.
0: And you have to assume you're gonna make mistakes.
1: Of course, I, just- I always create cultures where it's, it's okay to make mistakes. Because a lot of business cultures are fear driven and, and they're very sort of, um, you know, dictatorial and that's not a good place to work.
0: Yeah. I see that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, actually, a couple of our employees that work for us now um, did the number one thing people say when they work here is like, hey, I, my pre both everyone literally my previous company um, always made me feel like I was uh, on the threat or on the verge of losing my job.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's a terrible way to work.
0: Yeah. The culture and it killed the culture. That's why they work here now, you know?
1: Yeah. But the Um, reason there's a direct correlation between fear and control and manipulation. So the reason people create fear is so they can control and manipulate, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't create a good culture and it doesn't create a profitable business.
0: Is it fair to say that the intention is more of the why you're doing it?
1: Yes, it's, it's similar to the why.
0: So let's just see and tell me if I'm on the right track here. Um, I'm going to say, okay, um, here, I'll do one because I'm going to, I made the decision this last weekend. I'm going to start um, a little real estate business here in San Diego. I haven't been selling in three years, but I'm like, wait, why not? Um, and my intention is to provide uh, multiple, my intention is to provide a better way to sell your house. Wonderful. Wonderful. Right. And how we're doing that is by offering multiple options. Yeah. Uh, one of those is a cash buyer, one of them is a rehab, one of them is a fix and list, one of them is a stage, one of them's a wholesale. Like we have multiple options for them, and we're gonna build this model out. But how would we um I, I bought you how we market that, and I'm just hearing myself talk is through the case studies of the people we serve.
1: Yeah. So what are what story. I bring- what I can guarantee you, Mike, is over the next several months, there will be moments when it's tempting to fall into the old way. It, it, there's like a shortcut or there's a quick fix. You know, let, Let's not worry about doing it the new way. Let's not worry about doing it a better way. Let's just get the sale done. And those are the times when you need to align with the intention that you've just articulated and say, no, no, everyone else can do that, but we're not right. interested in doing that.
0: Got it. Here's then, what it is specifically. Yeah. All right. So exactly. It clicked. Here's what that is, guys, on this example, right? My intention would be to provide a, pro, a, a better experience and provide home sellers multiple offers. So, how I could easily break out of that intention would be me running into, say, a bankruptcy situation when, and providing an, a better option for them that could take another three weeks to close. Right, because this happens yeah. every day. So, like, okay. I might say, oh, "Oh, my rehabber will buy the house," but really, what's best for them is that we help them fix it up and sell it themselves. Yeah. So that's by sticking into doing the best thing by the seller, no matter what. That makes sense, uh, because it's like you go back to your, you go back to your core values, your core mission statement, and that's a question: Does it fit this?
1: Yeah. And from that one person that had a better experience, you'll comes get another tenfold. six referrals. Hundred you know? percent. I was just going to say yeah. that's
0: where the attraction model comes because yeah, exactly.
1: And it's um, it's it's looking at another way of saying it. It's looking at the medium longer term rather than the short term. Yep. And we've become a very short term. You know, a lot of businesses are focused on the month end figure, the month end figure, the quarter, and and it, and it literally dampens the business uh, spirit.
0: So. Walk me through some, like after 12 months of the principles, I get it. And I could see you going into these, like, what kind of results are we seeing? Like what kind of, when people- what, what? This. I can
1: honestly say I've never, ever worked with a company that hasn't seen positive results. This stuff works. I know it works. I practice it in my personal life. I practice it in my business life. I've got case studies that support it. It's, it's really about being open to trying something different. And, and the world right now, Mike, we're looking for alternative ways of doing business. We're looking for new pathways. And so it's, it's a very good time to be trying to do something different. Because the old ways are broken. You know, people actually kind of know the old way is broken. And yet we, particularly in big companies, there's all these layers trying to reinforce the old practices, the old ways. They're not going to survive. We've got to find a new way. And a new way of doing it, we talked about alignment. We talked about authenticity. It's really about creating greater connection as well. Got it. You know, I, I was saying 20 years ago that, that, you know, we've got all these different cultures we've created in the world and, and, and there's a pandemic. The pandemic is disconnection. People are disconnected from each other. When you create authenticity and honesty and you give people a better selling experience, you create connection. Yep. And when there's more connection, you will actually have a more successful business.
0: Yep. And you just got to be willing to build that,
1: exactly. and not
0: take that, not take that shortcut. It's almost like because if you do, you're going to set yourself back two steps.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Forward. And you'll feel just that little short relief. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I love it, dude. I got, I got it. What other, any other uh, closing um, pieces of advice you want to share with anybody uh, before we wrap this up?
1: The the other thing we've been sort of talking around is is I often talk about creating a new mathematics. You know, we we, we went to school and we learned that one plus one plus one equals three. And I actually know based on experience that one plus one plus one can equal seven. When you really come together and you realize that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about what we can create together, what can we co-create? And there's lots of examples uh, that I forget who it was. Someone talked about the wisdom of geese. When geese fly, they fly in this sort of arrow shape. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit like cyclists in the peloton. And after a few minutes, one of them goes to the back. Scientists have worked out that the geese are 72% more efficient energetically through the way they fly, 72%. You can apply that to a business. You know, in sales and marketing, there's often too many people that are looking after themselves. And it's a difficult transition to make. But if we stop thinking of ourselves and we think about the team, we think about the company, we think about the culture, you will find the business will fly much, much better than just a whole lot of individuals trying to generate more sales.
0: Well put. Well put. And this is,
1: you you know, Mike, this is not altruism. This is not. Uh, this is enlightened self-interest. This is about creating better profits, better sales for everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, we. It's a busy world, and people don't stop and, and think about this stuff until often it's quite too late. Um, exactly. To actually get there, um, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can uh, reach you and connect with you on social or, or your website, and uh, take it from there. Okay.
1: LinkedIn is probably best. Um, the website is andrewwallace.org. O r g and uh, it would be great to hear from anyone.
0: Cool. Appreciate you coming on board and breaking this down um, for us. Be intentional, folks. If you want to get intentional with your video marketing game, you know where to go. Real estate marketing, dude. We script, edit, and distribute your video content for you. Not before we crack your damn authenticity, because that is my expertise. I like telling you what you should be creating content on, and that's my super duper hidden power. So if you're interested in learning what that strategy looks like for you, why don't you go ahead and visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com or connect with us on our social profiles, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for leaving reviews. Keep them coming and share this uh, message out. Maybe you're at a place where you're not surrounded around an intentional team. Um, Listen to us. forward this episode over to them and listen, have your boss or your team leader or somebody listen to this, but not after You don't, not until after you visited realestatemarketingdude.com. Appreciate you guys. Uh, See you guys next week on another episode and we will see you then. Adios, bye.